It's Ember Saturday in the first week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Our station today is San Pietro in Vaticano. The Collect Church is Santa Maria in Transpontina. You may remember that because the infamous demon idol Pachamama was all over that church during that synodal walking together. The first basilica of St. Peter's was built by the Emperor Constantine over the cemetery which held the bones of the Apostle Peter next to the Circus of Caligula, where the Apostle had been crucified upside down. Peter's body was placed at a little pauper's grave here, but from devotion to that grave and his martyr's blood, there sprang up a force that would embrace the whole world. With the death of His Holiness Benedict XVI, 92 of the successors of St. Peter are interred here, which includes all of the popes since Leo XIII. The old basilica built by Constantine eventually went to ruin and was torn down in the 16th century so that a new church could be built. Julius II laid the cornerstone for that vast new basilica in 1502. He's also the one who had Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel. This is the third and final ember day of Lent. The ember tides were traditionally times for ordinations. In the ancient church, people spent the whole night in a vigil of prayer at the basilica in preparation for the ordinations of the next day. We have Ember Day sermons at St. Peter's by St. Pope Leo the Great, who died in 461. Leo preached on the Transfiguration, which was the gospel reading for today and for over 1,500 years, as it is for tomorrow, the second Sunday of Lent. In his book, Journey Toward Easter, Joseph Ratzinger gives a reflection on the arrangement of the Lenten Ember Days before the ordinations. On Wednesdays, we asked the help of Mary and entrusted the men to be ordained to her care. On Friday, we invoked all the apostles, and finally, at the heart of apostolic succession, the ordinations were performed under the aegis of Peter. In another way, we see the progression of thought from the first Sunday of Lent to today. On the first Sunday, we hear that Christ fasted for 40 days and then was tempted on the mountain. On Ember Wednesday, Moses fasts on Mount Sinai and Elijah fasts in the desert. On Ember Saturday, Moses and Elijah appear with Christ on the mountain of transfiguration. From Toward Easter by Father Patrick Troedek, the church today invites her children to climb the mountain of Tabor with our Lord Peter, James, and John. When they had reached the top, our Lord was transfigured before his apostles, and his face shone as the sun, and his garments became white as snow. If our Lord already radiated majesty simply in his manner of being, imagine the glory that St. Peter, St. James, and St. John glimpsed on Mount Tabor. To give us an idea of that glory, the evangelists describe our Lord to us in the words they would use for the angel of the resurrection. This episode, placed at the beginning of Lent, is already a foretelling of the resurrection of our Lord. 
the glory of Tabor prefigures, symbolizes the glory of his resurrection. In offering us this passage, the Church wishes to show us that all of our efforts of Lent should allow us to participate in the glory of our Lord's resurrection. But while the episode of the Transfiguration already announces the resurrection of our Divine Master, it also tells of his Passion. In fact, by showing his glory to these three apostles, our Lord was preparing them to bear the shock of his agony. O Jesus, thou wishest to show me also that my efforts of Lent will allow me to partake of thy glory in blessed eternity, and very soon to share in Easter joy. They will let me climb the holy mountain step by step and will bring me closer to thee. I desire to pursue my efforts, in particular by greater attention in prayer.